clicking the fourth line look great. Wait, wait, what? No, 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 who's that? Who's that who? That who is who is that? Who is that? Well, that was the fourth wall, but you broke it. I wanna know what they're doing here. I think they're here to watch a video, same as always. Same as always my foot, no way. What are you talking about? Well, the Leafs won, they do that. Nothing even remotely bad happened to them. No goalie's got a high ankle sprain in this one, yes. In fact, there's nothing to really complain about at all. I think I'm starting to see where you're going with this. Yeah, 2014 was a long time ago, wasn't it, Preds fans? You can still go back and watch that one. This feels a little too hostile, Pl please subscribe. Let's go! Good. We all feel Stop! good. Stop! Never gets rusty! What am I doing? Into my kitchen! Producer Drew, can you fix all this? And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple crumple yeet! Saw that going differently. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Victory puppies, Iggy! Alright, I know it's been a long time, but channel your inner Elias Samsonov, okay? Just... Oh, yeah! That was a lovely Saturday gift! Leafs win! Four to nothing over the Nashville Predators. Dude, I haven't looked it up almost because I don't want to put a number to it, but ever since the Leafs got demolished 9-2 by the Predators on what I believe was November 19th, 2014, the date is burned into my brain, they have a wildly winning record against Nashville. Like, they barely ever lose. And this was a classic, like, they're due to lose sort of game. Like, the Leafs have been winning a lot of games recently, like, by the skin of their teeth. They have a million injuries on the back end. Max Lajoie's in the lineup. Miko Kokinen got called up and took warm-up, which means they're trying to get him, like, into an NHL warm-up. But it also probably meant someone wasn't sure they were ready to go. That, that is my little conspiracy theory there. They just lost Joseph Wall and he's being replaced by Ilya Samsonov, who's coming off of an illness. And even though they're not currently in a playoff spot, the Predators are hot. They've been one of the hottest teams in the NHL over the last like almost month. And instead what we got was probably the most peaceful Leaf game we've had all season. Peaceful. Bliss. That's not to say there wasn't action or even hits and some nastiness and chippiness, but gosh, there just wasn't a whole ton to worry about. That is, that is not often a theme for these LFR videos. So before we talk about the game, and we're gonna talk about nothing but good things when it comes to the game, I wanna highlight something. I wanna do Marley Minute with Nick Bard. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast or you've been watching these LFR videos all season, you know that I do Marley Minute with Nick Barden, who covers the Toronto Marlies once a week. When we came up with the idea to talk about six foot seven goalie Dennis Hildeby, one of the best prospects in the Leafs system right now, at least in North America, we didn't know that Sam was going to come in and get a shutout in his return. That being said, asking about the goaltending situation and asking about Dennis Hildeby was one of the most popular questions that I got asked after last game. So before we get into the nitty gritty with this game, let's hear from Nick Barden with Marley Minute as he talks about Dennis Hildeby. He spoke to Dennis Hildeby. We're going to get some of the Hildebeast's own words on himself. One of the big stories this season for the Toronto Marlies has been Dennis Hildeby, who's a 925 save percentage through nine games in the AHL this season. But is he a guy who, if the Leafs needed a goaltender, could be relied upon? The answer, well, probably not. On Friday, I got the chance to speak one-on-one -on -one with Dennis about a number of things, including how he's been able to put up this great start in the AHL. He told me that he works a lot with a mental coach in Sweden, and while he's here, he works a lot as well on his breathing. He's a guy who needs to be calm when he's in the net, and he talks a little bit about just the fact that there are players, goaltenders, 
who play really well when they're in an angry mood or a mood like that. But for Hildeby, he's a guy when he's calm in the net, he's having a great game. The reason why, though, I say he shouldn't be in the NHL just yet is because he's still young. He's got a lot of time to become a goaltender of the future for the Maple Leafs. There is also the fact that this is his first season in North America. A lot of players have trouble coming from Europe and having played there and playing and spending their time there with their families and then coming over to North America, transitioning to the ice, number one, which Hildeby said was a little bit of a transition, and number two, just trying to play on your own, being away from your family. Let him grow some confidence in the AHL. Let him play there and have a great season there and gain his confidence in the pro leagues in North America. And then maybe next season, maybe you look at that then, but right now, I think Hildeby would be best for the sake of him and his development to remain in the AHL. Thank you very much, Nick. That was Nick Barton with Marley Minute here in LFR. And he makes some good points. Um, and I mean, it seems like the Leafs aren't going to rush this player. Why? Why would you? Why risk screwing up a good thing? This is exactly why you got Martin Jones. This is why you got a veteran third goalie. This is why you put bonuses into his contract to help ensure that he would pass through waivers, which he did, by the way. You've taken all these steps to protect the young goalies in your system. Dennis Hildeby, Vyacheslav Peksa, and anyone else who happens to come over. Keith Petrozelli as well. You're not throwing him to the wolves. You took all these steps. Why abandon the plan? Let Martin Jones back up Samsonov for the next little bit. And if one of them gets hurt, then obviously you have a look at it. But in this game, no one got hurt. So let's talk about it. Hey, you want to see something dumb? Check out this tweet from David Alter. The Gregor Camp Reeves line expected goals tonight was at 98% per natural stat trick. Even if they hadn't scored, this would have been their best game together this season by a country mile, but they scored as well. Heck, come to think of it, it was the game-winning goal. How many game-winning goals does David Kampf have? David Kampf, who, by the way, has scored in back-to-back -back games. Who are you? You know who he is? He's David Kampf. The one thing that can be kind of annoying about screaming into a camera for a living is sometimes what you say is what people think you think forever. Like when I said Bertuzzi can get off of the Leafs at the beginning of the season when he was playing terribly and also laughing on the bench. Sometimes they'll get, ooh, what do you think now? I think he's good now, because he's good. I thought he was bad back when he was bad, but he's not, he's not that. He hasn't been that for like a month, at least. Dude, the fourth line was bad. And Ryan Reeves was getting a lot of the grief and a lot of it was deserved. Some of it wasn't, but a lot of it was deserved. Camp individually, on his own, was bad. Part of that was they put him on a line that made zero sense. Do you remember what that was, by the way? Do you remember? David Camp in the middle with Max Domi on the right and Matthew Nyes on the left. All three of those guys are on different lines. All three of them looked great in this game and have pretty much looked good since. Camp goes down to the fourth line in Bobby McMahon's first game of the season, scores immediately. But he's just kind of been quietly getting better. And there were a few stretches in this game where I was like, holy cow, Camp skating. I haven't seen him gain a head of speed like he did tonight. Easily, far and away, their best game of the season. And you saw with like 
Three minutes to go in the game, five minutes to go in the game. The game's still within reach for the Nashville Predators. Sheldon Keefe throwing them out there. And on any other night, we'd be like, Sheldon, what are you doing? But they earned it in this one, and they didn't let Sheldon down. You want another good thing to talk about? Sure, there's nothing but good things to talk about. William Nylander and Austin Matthews. They're probably best game together as a duo this season. They've had other games where they both racked up points, but since they've been put together at five on five, like, oh, they were great. Morgan Riley sends them, and it's Matthews to Nylander, just the hook and oh! Oh my god! Dude, we're talking like perfectly sliced mushrooms, like, like just a little bit of it, you know? Sauteed onion, just that perfect little sear, cooking the breads alive! That was disgusting and despicable from Austin and Willie. Both guys took a little bit of a dip a couple weeks ago. They were trying to figure each other out. Oh, they figured each other out. Matthews is clicking away. That was goal number 17. Assist number 18 for Willie. Both guys, stars. And that's how the Leafs went into the third period. 2-0 lead. Wait a sec, Steve. Samsonov had a shutout. You're not going to talk about that? You're just going to gloss over that for two periods? Dude, what did he even have to do? Samsonov faced seven shots in the first period. He faced six shots in the second period. And I can't believe this because the Preds did turn up the heat a little bit, especially in the middle part of the third period. The Leafs only faced five shots from the Preds. Samsonov only had to face five Predators shots on goal in the entire third period. There were like three solid ping, like beautiful, like just audibly beautiful pings off the post in this game, but those don't count as a shot on goal. And if those three posts did count as a shot on goal, that would have meant that the Leafs only outshot the Predators 37 to 21 instead of what it actually was, 37 to 18! Like, I'm sorry, there's no way to look at this game as anything other than the Leafs' most complete effort of the season. The Leafs get a power play in the third period, and what led to the power play was a partial 2-on-0 William Nylander with Matthew Nyes. 2-on-0, Nyes is hooked down. It's a... Penalty, you you guessed it. Remember all those penalty shots they were calling at the beginning of the season? No. There's October rule book, so that's like first 10, 12 games of the season. Then there's like a till February rule book, and then they start going, all right, here's here's hockey. And then like the last three games of the season are just stupid. They, they go right back to October rules. And then the playoffs start, everything's allowed until the second round when even more things than that are allowed and so on and so forth until it's just basically you're fighting each other with javelins and swords and battle axes in the Stanley Cup final. But Nylander passed to Nyes on that play and yes, Nyes got interfered with by Ryan McDonough, but I was like, Willie, you gotta shoot that, man. Like, it's Matthew Nice. Shoot, even if you don't score, there's probably gonna be a rebound and he'll bang it in. Well, after a little bit of counter pressure from the Predators on their penalty kill, the Leafs turn it around the other way. John Tavares sends it to William Nylander, who flies up the ice and long before he did with Matthew Nyes, he sends it over to Matthews, who's got all the time in the world, snipes it! For a second of the game, 18th goal of the season, Nylander's 19th assist, and the secondary assist goes to John Tavares? Tavares! Everyone was talking about how this was point number 998 in the NHL for John Tavares, and while that's really cool, that wasn't what I cared about. What I cared about is he celebrated that goal from the bench! 
bench! John Tavares got the extremely rare thing that I always love to point out, the bench assist! I can't think of anyone in NHL history who's ever scored a bench goal. I did it once in a video game. Once. It was so rare and I was so proud of it that I still remember it. But a bench assist is when a player passes the puck off, goes onto the bench, and then the person that they passed it to, or the person that they passed it to, passes it to someone who scores! Meaning you get credited with an assist for a goal that happened while you were on the bench. John Tavares has 998 career points in the NHL, and I would love to know how many of those were bench assists. Can't be many. By the way, I, I don't know if you know this, uh, Tavares, two points away from a thousand, guess who the Leafs play on Monday? You guessed it. The Islanders. Oh, it's great. This game was chippy too, a little, little bit chippy. Matthew Nyes was throwing the body around. Simone Benoit was throwing the body around. Jake McCabe rocks Evangelista. That causes Sherwood to get into a fight with him and uh, Sherwood punched McCabe while he was down and, but like, I mean, he punched him in the back of the helmet. Like, good luck with that there, Kiefer. Not to complain about something that happened in a game where the Leafs won for nothing, but I like this tweet from Acton Afulaman. Remember when the Leafs got called for two instigator penalties in one period against Vancouver? Hmm. Remember that? Those were in the first half of the game, though. Those were in the first period. That's why they got called. This was with just over five minutes left. If this happened with, uh, if this fight happened 57 seconds later, uh, both guys would have been automatically kicked out of the game and I think fined. Um, but because this happened with just under six minutes to go and the game is tight and, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. You go on and tussle. Hey, listen, I was on board with those penalties, those instigator penalties that the Leafs got against the Canucks because the Leafs did instigate those fights. Um, th this fight was instigated by the guy who was mad that his guy got rocked. Hmm? I'm only on board with the Leafs getting instigators for those fights against the Canucks if you call these two! And you can say Jake McCabe was a willing combatant. No, like, I mean, yeah, he's a willing combatant because he's a tough nut. And also, he doesn't want to get junked. All I'm saying is this fight didn't fall out of the sky. Very late in the game, Preds end up getting a power play. It ends up not mattering. Noah Gregor scores a shorthanded goal. This dude rules. His line had a fantastic night. I'm just realizing two members of the fourth line scored in this game. One of them got a shorty, a T-pain, if you will. And Ilya Samsonov, even though he only had to face 18 shots, who cares? That's a nice feather in your cap. Gets the shutout. Questions? Most complete Leafs game of the year? Shutout, started on time, only allowed 18 shots. Matthews, two goals, checks every box for me. Dude, no question at all. Like, there were barely any blips in the game where you could even go, oh, like, what are you doing? Tavares did have his hands up complaining for a penalty when <laughs> Tyler Bertuzzi gave him a great pass. And, like, yeah, I get it. Campaign for a penalty, but, like, maybe put your stick on the ice. And then he followed it up by getting a bench assist. Like, who had a bad game, honestly? Max LeJoie was great. Like, dude, who had a bad night? Martin Jones, I bet, got all the face-offs right on the clipboard, on the bench. Everyone was great. Sheldon Keefe, you got to give him credit too, dude. Like, the deployment on home ice. Like, he put Andrew Burnett in a blender in this one. The Leafs outshot the Preds 37-18. to 18. Ew. So it would be totally awesome if Tavares reached 1,000 points against the Islanders on Monday, right? All I'm saying is the Islanders might not need him 
but I need that more than oxygen. From producer Drew, will Ryan O'Reilly pay me back the $10 I lost on his anytime goal prop? Nope! Not a question, but watching McCabe, Benoit, and Nye step up on guys makes me so happy. Snot, I think they call it. Snot. This team... Matthew Nice. he hasn't been racking up the points recently, but, like, he's been an animal out there. He's been rocking everyone. Like, I know Benoit's starting to get some flowers. Jake McCabe played, like, 26 minutes the other night, and he had a huge hit in this one. Nice. Watch him. He's been awesome. And you didn't ask about him, but special shout out to Tyler Bertuzzi, who's just kind of quietly doing maximum effort every shift. I love him too. And last one regarding McCabe, is that the biggest hit from a Leafs player in recent memory? Have to go back to Muzzin to see something like that. McCabe's starting to earn the trade? Oh, McCabe's starting to earn the trade. Like, it's not just the quality of play that he's giving the Leafs and a little bit of snot. Dude, like... His, his D partner is Simon Benoit, Simone Benoit. How many of you would have been comfortable with that in the preseason? How many of you would have been comfortable with that like a month ago? How many of you would have been comfortable with that two weeks ago? He played 26 minutes the other night. Look at all the injuries and illnesses that the Leafs have. And he's making 2 million bucks against the cap. Imagine if they didn't have him. Who the heck would they put in there? Who the... At, at maximum, if they didn't make that trade, they try to retain Luke Shen, I guess? I, I don't know. I don't know what they would be doing. All I know is Max Lejoie might be in the Leafs' top four right now. He might have been in the Leafs' top four in this game. Like that's It, it would have been a second pair of Simone Benoit, Connor Timmons. I don't know. Uh, that trade, well worth it. Kind of mad about what happened with the Sam Lafferty part. That wasn't great. That wasn't great. But imagine the least without Jake McCabe. Tell you what, I like you too much. Don't. Last but not least, I want to end with this. Austin Matthews scored twice Saturday and passed George Armstrong for sole possession of the fifth most home goals in Maple Leafs history. Dude, George Armstrong had an NHL career that began in the 40s and ended in the 70s. Matthew's career began in 2016 <laughs> and he's already got more home goals than George Armstrong. Like we are, a lot of people were talking about like Matthew's Ovechkin, settle down, calm down. That's a little, that's a little, that's a, there, there's over 500 goals separating the two. Let's chill. But Matthew's catching the greatest players in franchise history. He's going to catch them sooner than you think. He's already in the top, like, 2.5% of goal scorers in NHL history, and he's in his mid-20s. Truly, truly special. It's so ridiculous we get to watch this guy. So, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. All eyes on the captain for a thousand.